Welcome back to Crow and Fern's Guide to Weird Fiction, Folklore, Mythology, and Everything in Between, where I, Fern, talk about folklore and mythology, and Crow, what do you talk about? I talk about weird fiction. Weird fiction is what I talk about. I'm glad you didn't say butt cheeks this week. And butt cheeks. That's not a lie. So today is definitely one of my days. And today, this is one of the widest reaching topics I have ever tackled. It goes across different continents, different eras, different, just everything. It's just everything. It's, it's, it's all the things. But it's a little bit dangerous. So every time Fern would tell me about what she's researching, because, you know, she likes to keep me on my toes, she would be like, oh, I'm researching this and that. And every (laughs) answer would drive me further away from what she would be talking about. It's because it's such a broad reaching topic. It kind of touches on a little bit of everything. But we're not going to try and talk about like literally everything about it. But before we get into it i'm gonna say today's episode the stuff that we're talking about is dangerous so i am putting in a big trigger warning don't do any of what we are about to hear us talk about at home because that would be incredibly dangerous and second of all a trigger warning for death danger and dumb shit and also drugs and now our intro theme too What we're talking about today is actually uh, the folklore and mythology surrounding dun, 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 nightshades. Wow. No, I did. <laughs> I was not expecting that. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. I Just based on the hints I gave you, I want to know what you thought this was going to be about. I thought you were going to talk about some weird ass fucking cult that has transcended the ages because it was just so many random things. You jumped from like medicine to the middle ages to poetry. And I'm just like, the fuck is she talking about? What's happening? Nightshades. So uh-huh. we're talking about tomatoes, essentially. Well, tomatoes are not one of the nightshades we're going to talk about. Obviously, nightshades are a really big family. There's like 98 genus with like over 2,000 species or something like that. I don't remember exactly. (laughs) But there there are useful, safe nightshades like potatoes, tomatoes, chili and bell peppers, eggplant, okra, gooseberries, tomatillos, things like that, many of which are very delicious. Yes. And then there are like the toxic ones, the dangerous ones, like mandrake and belladonna, datura henbane, angel's trumpet, and tobacco is also a nightshade. I didn't know that. Two of these we've already talked about. I have a full episode on mandrake, so I'm not really going to talk about it today. And angel's trumpet, we did talk about it with the killer trees. That's the one with like the really toxic chemicals. And it was used to like put people into a trance where you could kind of convince them that they were a zombie and they were your servant or something like that. And there were some really dangerous things that happened with that. It's not the only plant that has been used for that. Datura has also been used for that. We're not going to get into that too much today because there's so much to say about Datura. But 
a, a lot of these plants we're going to talk about are incredibly dangerous to the point that you shouldn't even handle them with bare hands. So do not mess around with them. That is what I'm going to say. Do not mess around with any of these. So some of the things that you're going to hear me talk about people doing with these plants absolutely do kill people. So you do not want to be part of that statistic. Nope. <laughs> and I am going to be very clear about <laughs> just just don't mess around with nightshades like the the really toxic nightshades. There are some of the most poisonous plants in the world. Belladonna is considered to be among the most poisonous plants in the world and even a single leaf has been known to kill a person. And even tomato leaves in large quantities can be toxic despite what some websites say. They're all like it's perfectly safe and then you have like the actual sites that warn you about toxic substances going like well actually. Yeah don't fuck with any substance honestly I feel like don't rely on the internet mm. as a source because you know when I look up stuff just to figure mm. out whether it's toxic for my cats not human beings you get so many different like for example tomatoes some websites will be like it will kill your cat other websites will be like no it just causes some mild gastrointestinal upset do you really want to risk that with like stuff that you're using for yourself and potentially people that you care about don't fucking do that ask an expert honestly I wouldn't touch that shit I'm no expert wouldn't try it. Yeah, I, I think if you had like a small quantity of tomato leaves, you'd be fine. The first one that we're going to talk about is Datura. Datura is actually the name of uh, a bunch of different species, but they're all very closely related. There's like, depending on who's counting, usually they say 9 to 12, but there was one that somehow managed to get 14. <laughs> And it's got trumpet-shaped flowers. It's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. I want to give a lot of warnings about Datura because I feel like not a lot of people know about it. But if you mess with it, it can really fuck you up. And it has really messed up a lot of people. The effects of Datura can be permanent and even life-ending. It's a delirium, so you may not realize how fucked up you are. Unlike other hallucinogenics, people have a tendency to absolutely believe that what they are seeing and experiencing is real. And it's really hard to convince them that it's not. And so because they're so convinced that what they're seeing is real, they can get into some very, very dangerous situations. Unlike other <laughs> drugs where sometimes Sometimes you just like feel chill and you want to lay down and take a nap or just like stare at the ceiling or whatever. Datura makes you want to move around. People have a tendency to feel like they need to go places. And so they'll be at home. They'll start at home and be safe and then decide that they really need to go to the grocery store or some other place and they'll go outside. But they're delirious. Their eyes are super, super dilated and their vision is really bad. Yeah. Because the Torah, like, super dilates your eyes. Your vision will be very blurry. Yeah, yeah. So you start wandering around and you don't know where you are. And while this is happening, you get insanely thirsty. It tends to dry yeah. your mouth and throw it out. And so, like, you're out there talking to things that don't exist, people that yeah. aren't there. And people report drinking from sprinklers and gutters because they are so insanely thirsty and they get lost because they don't know where they are. They can't yeah. see. And on top of that, it gets you flushed. So you tend to be really yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. 
the result of that is people have a strong tendency to disrobe when they are uh. under the effects of Datura. So I cannot tell you how many firsthand accounts I've read of people using this drug and ending up running down the street butt naked from the police. <laughs> You know, your your motor skills are not great either, so there's a good chance you're going to fall and yeah. hurt yourself. It's just like, if you want a drug that is out there to, like, humiliate you and make you look like an absolute fool, Datura is your drug. That's it's where you should go. You. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make you its bitch, and it's going to humiliate oh, you. Oh, God. But it is also extremely easy to overdose with this. And, and to be honest, Nightshade's like the really toxic nightshades in general tend to have this problem. We talked about this with Mandrake as well, where the amount of hallucinogenic alkaloids within the Datura plants, and this is true of Belladonna, this is true of Henbane and other and Mandrake and other ones that we've talked about, it can vary tremendously from one plant to another, which means that you can take one amount one time and be okay, and then get a different plant and it's got a much higher concentration either because the soil was different you took it from a different part of the plant the plant was older the weather conditions when the plant was growing were different you know things like that down to the time of year it can drastically affect how potent the plant is and so you may think you know how much you can handle grab the same plant on a different day and all of a sudden it's a fatal dose So it's a tricky one. People overdose on it all the time. It takes a long time to kick in. I've noticed like with a lot of the really dangerous first towns accounts that I read about where people like ended up in the hospital fighting for their life. Yeah, yeah. They often said the same thing. Oh, I waited like 30 minutes and didn't feel like a big effect. So I took some more and I shouldn't have. And that's a very common theme because it takes 30 to 60 minutes to kick in, but it doesn't get like really intense until like hours in. And so people will start out like their accounts start out like kind of pleasant. Like, oh, I was walking down the street talking to my friends and then they can't, you know, like I talked to one friend and then all of a sudden he'd disappear and a different friend would appear and it was someone I hadn't seen for a long time so I was really happy and and then all of a sudden people were crawling out of my shadow and chasing me down the street and there were bugs everywhere and it just it gets really dark really fast yeah yeah so this is like one that people tend to underestimate in the beginning stages the first couple of hours they tend to underestimate it and then like a few hours in that's when things tend to go to hell unless they took way too much in which case it goes to hell much faster than that okay okay and although detura is not a very commonly used drug it still is responsible for 20% of the fatalities related to plant ingestion from 1983 to 2009, according to the American Association of Poison Control Centers. And if that doesn't sound a lot, just try and keep in mind that there are other plants, there's so many other plants that people are taking, and Datura is just not not a really common one for people to take, and it still counts for 20% of the fatalities. It is just really easy to overdose on this. This is a very, very toxic plant. And it tends to, this is, Crow's going to love this because she loves the (laughs) medical parts. Okay, so detour intoxication, usually it produces an anticholinergic delirium. 
which means it makes it really hard for people to differentiate reality from fantasy. They have bizarre thoughts, hyperthermia, mm-hmm. tachycardia, yes. bizarre and possibly violent behavior. That is a very common one. You are a danger to everyone around you on Detora. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have read some stories. Dry skin, dry mouth, illusions, mydriasis, yeah. which is super dilated uh, pupils. Yeah. That's what that exactly. means. Exactly. Which results in painful photophobia Mm -hmm. like people can't stand bright lights exactly any that's that's true of nightshades in general yeah all of the ones that we're going to talk about and that can last for days muscle stiffness Mm -hmm. urinary retention yes temporary paralysis Mm -hmm. Disrobing is actually considered a symptom. <laughs> it's actually listed as a symptom. Emotional bluntness, bluntness, dysphoria, confusion, and pronounced amnesia. People often have long blackout periods where they don't remember what they were exactly. doing. Exactly. And they only get told later. Do you know the mnemonic? I was about to say, say, it, say it. it. Okay, okay. You say it. You say it. It's fine. Blind is a yeah. bat. Mad is a hatter. Yeah. Red is a yeah. beat. Hot as a hair, dry as a Mm -hmm. bone, the bowel and bladder lose their tone, and the heart runs alone. Because you get, like, really fast. Oh, I didn't know about the heart runs alone. I just knew full full as a flask. That's the one that they taught us. Oh, yeah, because they can't pee. Yeah, you can't pee. Decrease parasympathetic stimulation. Sorry. Yeah, because they'll feel like they need to to pee. The ones where they have were like really, really in danger, especially. They would just lie down on their bed because they were so, so sick, you know, because it, this is absolutely something that can kill you. And then they, um, they feel like they need to pee or they feel like they need to drink water and they want to get up and they try to. And the next line is always, and then I fell flat on my face because the muscle control yeah. is so bad as well. Exactly. I read like a whole bunch. I, w- I went through this rabbit hole where I just read tons and tons of people's personal accounts. There's There are places where people can submit their experiences with different types of drugs. And I want to be clear, this is not a place where people are trying to warn people off of drugs. This is a place where people are trying to like say like, hey, this is a good one. Hey, this is not like this. this is, yeah, it's there's there are sites that are more like. For the pharmaceutically inclined. And it's really interesting because when you go there, I was expecting to see more people say like, oh, you know, this is how to do it safely. This, you know, if you, as long as you do X, Y, and Z, you'll be okay. That was really not what I saw. It was people saying like, this one is super fucked up. Don't even try it. And these are people who will recommend dangerous street drugs to each yeah, other. Yeah. But they were all saying, do not do Datura. People who were like, hey, I have used and abused LSD for years, done all the mushrooms, love them, don't do Datura. Datura will fuck you yeah. up. So that should give you a little bit of perspective. And I know we're not like getting right into the folklore and mythology right here, but it's because I really want to underline for people how bad this is. And so I'm actually going to share some of the stories with you that I came across. The reason that I knew the name Datura right away, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the most famous ones that I've heard of is from a an infamous Redditor named Flip and Flop. This is someone that a lot of people have made little YouTube documentaries about. And if it's someone you want to learn more about, it's it's all there. He went on I to the... learn more about this person. Nexpo has a documentary you can watch. Okay. 
But he went on to r slash drugs and he was like, hey, I finally got a hold of some Datura. How many seeds should I take? And people in the forum, r slash drugs, where they usually are very drug friendly, were like, none. Don't take any. Like, this is a fucked up drug. This And by the way, this is not even the same site that I was talking about before. They were like, don't take any. He was like, yeah, I kind of want to, though. And so a little bit later, he says, like, okay, I went ahead and prepared some. I took this many seeds and smoked some leaves. And I'm not going to say all the details. The The comments have been deleted by the mods, but you still find it in legacy mode. <laughs> <laughs> Few hours later, this user posts the comment, Google.com, how normal again, stop now. What? That's his post. That's his post to his Reddit His thread. post was what? He said Google.com what? Google.com, how normal, again, stop now. All one sentence. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let me read you one of the comments responding to this. It says, fuck, looks like it's not going too well if he's trying to Google, from what I can gather, how long until it will be until he is normal again, and that he wants it to stop now. If this was a bad trip on the normal safe and psychedelics like LSD, I love that this guy considers LSD a safe one in Totoro. Yeah, I was going to say, LSD is like one of the most intense, yeah. like not the most intense ones. I know some people are going to roll their eyes at me, but it's intense. Everyone agrees, though, LSD is not as intense as Datura. Then I would happily reassure him that everything will be okay. But as is the nature of Datura, it may not be. Had personal experience with this myself. And unfortunately, even when the psychotic's excuse for a trip ends, you will have horribly blurry vision, like you can't read things up close, dry mouth, depersonalization, and that's just the tip of the iceberg on what I felt during the following week. Okay. Sorry, mate. Oh, God. There was one more comment from this user, and I feel bad for laughing at it, but it's kind of funny. So there's the, someone posted, like, this short little clip in r slash games where there's, like, these two animated mammoths fighting, and one knocks the other one okay way and you see like the the mammoth that gets knocked go like flying into the sky cartoon style yeah. and you know it's just like a silly little animation someone did he posted that please these big dog are fighting not okay <laughs> oh no it just... the big dogs i like i'm so glad that these creatures have gone extinct imagine him going out <laughs> just well and this is the thing though like you, you imagine fighting. like what if you get drugged and you like what if you're on detura and you go into the forest and you come across an actual threat like a, a bear. bear oh my god uh, you're fucked you're, like, you're fucked oh my god it's a hamster you have no idea like people describe themselves wandering into really dangerous neighborhoods and like feeling like they were perfectly fine or like yeah, really yeah. dangerous situations and this is one of the things that people say about detour you can put yourself in extreme danger and not even be aware of it because you're just not really 
there. But as far as this user goes, flip and flop, it's been six years and no one has heard a word for him. Oh, no one Lord. knows if he's even still alive. And, and this is why a lot of people know this story is because like there were so many people responding to this thread like, hey, it's been a while. Are you there? Are you okay? And it, it just went on for like years. No one has ever heard from him. We have no idea if he survived that Detoura trip or not. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that bodes well at all. Because, okay, it's Reddit, so I want to believe that people are just faking this shit all the time. Because, you know, you think people would do that? You think people would go on the internet and lie? But yeah, they do. So, But then this other part of me, just if he hasn't responded, I don't think it ended well. Here's the thing. Okay, so when he he posted his question, his account was a day old, which we all know is a big red flag. But on the other hand... I can see why someone would make a throwaway to ask a question about drugs, you know, <laughs> because they don't want it tied to their main account. That's the sort of thing that people will make a throwaway to ask about. Yeah. And something about the two comments that he made after commenting about taking the Detora just feels really genuine to me, like just sound like someone who is having a very bad trip and struggling. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what happened with that. People have tried to look into it. There's not been a lot of success. I do want to read another user's account just because the description is so insane. So uh, this person used this for a few weeks when he was a teenager, and this is his experience. And he says, two hours in, and I don't remember anything up to this point, but I am now laying in my bed sweating like crazy, because remember, it makes you really hot, yeah. and attempting to hold on to my sanity. Moonlight was coming through my window, casting a shadow of the last plant because he'd actually gotten the, the physical plants in there. I had on my dresser onto my wall. I turned to the shadow and I heard a voice in my head, which I somehow knew was the plant. It was saying that I was seeing reality for the first time yeah. since early childhood. It said that children and animals are the only ones who see reality as it is because they haven't been corrupted. I stayed like this for what seemed like eternity, but it was about an hour, I think. I felt delirious and feverish. I managed to make it outside to try and get some air. I started talking to my friend, who later told me she was never there, about what the plant had told me. I remember being very scared and almost in tears trying to give her the message. I don't remember anything visually from this time, not a thing. I think I may have been asleep, to be honest. The next thing I knew, I was back in my bed and it was dark. I looked at my window and I noticed movements in the corner of the window which turned into a face. I turned on my light and it went away. I turned it off and it would be back. The silhouette of a man was trying to crawl in my open window. Oh my god. I know. I kept turning my light on. He would disappear. Then I would turn it off and he would be back. Eventually, I passed out somehow. Mm -hmm. For the next week or so, I continued using the Detora. Why? Here's the thing, like, you do not make good decisions when you're on drugs. And but this isn't I think even, if he had what given is it, himself... What a, pleasure is it giving you? This is not relaxing you. This is not giving you good trips. The plant told him that it would help him see reality, and he needed it to see reality. Okay. 
this is the thing. Like when people come down and get off of the the Detura High, they usually hate what they've been through and they're like, not again. But he never came down. He kept taking it before he came down. So he was still oh. under the illusions. Okay, okay. He was still in that state of delirium. Okay. And so he never had that moment of clarity where he was like, this is a fucking bad decision and I need to stop. Yeah. For months after I stopped using Detora, I experienced panic attacks all the time. I would feel like I was melting into nothing or dissolving out of existence. That is actually, I've heard a lot of people say that. I would have to physically grab onto something to make me feel real. My eyes were also very blurry, everyone says. Yeah, of course. very common. And to this day, I still have a weird blurred vision, even though he apparently has 20-20 vision. I now have diagnoses of generalized anxiety disorder and severe panic disorder with depersonalization and derealization. I may have well gotten these anyway, but I feel like the Detora definitely brought it to the surface, if not flat out caused it. On a side note, there has been a definite link toward with nightshade use and dementia. Yeah. So that's all I remember. Friends told me I looked flushed and sick those weeks and that I looked scared and anxious constantly. Not at all in the real world. And then he goes on to describe how his vision never fully recovered and he spent weeks sleeping near his parents' room because he would wake up screaming in the middle of the night with these like delusions, severe anxiety, depersonalization and derealization and completely out of touch with what was happening. It's not everyone who continues to have symptoms that long after using Detora, but I've definitely read about other people who had that issue. And the vision thing is very common. I've heard a lot of people talk about how they had trouble getting their vision Mm -hmm. back. Here's another great one. Okay. (laughs) So there was one user who said he was a great lover and abuser of LSD and had always been able to remember that he was hallucinating. Like he was able to make the connection that like, hey, I'm seeing some crazy shit, but it's not real. You know, like this is a hallucination and he was fine. But he had a single bad Detura trip. And during that trip, during that one trip, he considered yelling racial slurs because he didn't think that this was anything was real. He thought about jumping off of a clip because he felt this weird compulsion to do it. And he also felt a weird compulsion to take a rock and beat his friend in the back of the head and kill him. But he didn't really understand why. He was able to resist the compulsions, but he said when he came out of it, he was really disturbed by how he could not distinguish between what he was experiencing from reality and it was more real than anything he'd ever experienced but in a way that was terrifying because he could have done so many things that would have had real world consequences yeah i mean taking drugs is a thing that can cause real world consequences (laughs) just putting that out there yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm, taking the time to go through this because I want to make sure that no one fucks around with nightshades because the consequences, like you may have taken something else in the past and think like, oh, well, I can handle nightshades. My friend, you cannot, this, no one, no one Dude, can Dude, it's like, it's a medicine that we give for various things, you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. to treat certain kinds of arrhythmias according to mm-hmm. whatever guidelines you're following. And even like, you know, junior doctors who are still doctors, like they're trained to give medicine. Sometimes, a lot of the time you hesitate and you have to talk to a senior before you fuck with these medications. 
because you know that once you cross that threshold, you can cause some serious fucking harm. So if doctors are scared to fuck with this medicine, you should be too. I want to share this one. This is a wild one. Another user described a trip where he was convinced his father was the devil Mm -hmm. and he assaulted him and he tried to strangle his father to death. Oh, God. Luckily, luckily, the dad managed to push him to the ground and sit on him until he calmed down, probably because his motor skills were not great under the detora. Good God. Yeah, he was then taken to the hospital where he ripped out his IV, threatened the nurse, Uh, cops had to be called, he got in a physical fight with the cops, and was forcibly held in rehab for three days, but he was tripping for, like, nearly a week. Good God. That sounds like, that's nightmare material. How have I not come across this in, like, horror novels? I don't know because this is this is prime like horror material, uh, and I know like a lot of people think they're like, oh, I'm gonna get a babysitter because this is a common practice. Like you get a quote unquote babysitter to watch you when you're taking a drug that you're not sure how you're gonna handle or that might be dangerous. One user tried that. He ended up telling that friend that was babysitting him that he was an inquisitor that his friend needed to submit to the inquisition and basically that he was going to kill him the friend got really freaked out and ran away and so the dude ended up wandering outside going over to an apartment complex across the street banging on the neighbor's door and begging them to let him in so he could escape the endless square getting into a fight with one of the residents there okay falling down the stairs, breaking his arm, and then, of course, the police had to be called and drag him away. A lot of people have ended up with jail, with serious injuries and death, with all sorts of really scary consequences. And when I say, like, you are a danger to other people, I I really hope this is outlined it. When someone ends up in the hospital with detora poisoning, they almost always end up in four-point restraints because they will try to fight anyone who tries to help Good them. God. People say it is the worst fear that they have ever experienced, along with paranoia and anxiety, like you would not believe. And then you have these delusions, and the result is you tend to think... The people around you are like the devil or up to no good or like, you know, trying to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. So just out of panic and fear, people tend to be very violent on this drug. Okay. Also, a lot of them end up seeing like bugs. Oh, no. I don't know what it is, but bugs and, and trying to smoke cigarettes that aren't there and then thinking, oh, where did my cigarette go? I must have dropped it and then looking around for it forever. That was like a common theme in these stories. But like many nightshades, it can be used as a painkiller. So the Aztecs would use Datura as a painkiller in initiation rituals and as a narcotic for ritual sacrifices. I'm not going to get into that too much, but just think about that and let that set in for a second. I mentioned it was an ingredient in the ritual practice of zombification in the Caribbean and is locally known as zombie cucumber. Okay. It's been used a lot of times to take advantage of people. Most of the species grow in the Americas, and it's it's more densely there, but it's also in many other places around the world, including India, where a group 
called thugs, not making that up, (laughs) were reportedly devotees of an Indian religious cult, and they were robbers and assassins who strangled or poisoned victims in rituals devoted to the Hindu goddess Kali. They used Datura in many poisonings, and they would also use it to sort of make their victims drowsy and stupefied so that they could strangle them easier. This group is gone, long gone, by the way. The British hunted them down uh, beginning in the 1830s, and that was a process that took decades. Okay. So this is already very dark. I'm sorry. It's gonna, we're going to get into the actual folklore now. So Francisco Hernandez de- documented the flora and fauna of Mexico extensively, 1570 to 75. And he talked about how this was used with the Aztecs, which is you know why we know what I just said. He also documented, by the way, this uh, another drug that they used called Ololuic. Olo- <laughs> Do not count Ololuki. on me to try to correct that. Ololuki. It's a hard trying to say. Ololuki. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. It's made from morning glory seeds. He thought it was originally from Datura based on the description, but it's a, it's actually morning glory seeds. Morning glory, by the way, is usually fine. It's just the seeds you have to look out for. So so don't eat morning glory seeds. Nope. I'm learning so much. Yeah. <laughs> but Bernardino de Sahagun, a Spanish missionary, later described the use of this, and he said shamans would use this mixture to spike the food and drink of people they hated to give them terrible visions. He says it's administered in potions in order to cause harm to those who are objects of hatred. Those who eat it have visions of fearful things. Magicians are those who wish to harm someone and administered in food or drink. And so, so the, just imagine, just imagine, you're like, you insulted my wife. Have fun running away from your shadows for 36 hours, bembe. <laughs> or like, yeah. <laughs> I love this. You stole some of my cucumbers, bembe. Have fun imagining bugs crawling all over your walls and skin for the next couple of days. Have fun not using the or toilet like, for the foreseeable future. Or like thinking your hands future. have turned into stars. No pee for you. This is true of, of both this drug that we're talking about and Datura all throughout the Americas. Many, many tribes believed that it could be used to identify thieves of a stolen object or to predict the outcomes of war or, or you know, to have other future-telling visions. It was also used to cast out evil spirits that people believed caused illnesses, which goes back to what we said about garlic, like clear back in the vampire days, where it does like kill off certain bacteria and viruses and fungi. It's not strong, it's not potent, but it does help with that. And so since people would take it and start to feel better, they associated it with like getting rid of vampires because they thought the vampires were making them sick. Oh, this is the same thing. Okay, okay. This is the same thing. They thought the evil spirits were making them so ill. So it's like me taking antibiotics, curing strep throat, and then deciding that antibiotics mm-hmm. deter vampires. It's like that. Right, Yay. right. And and to be honest, in very mild doses, when administered with a careful hand by a skilled physician, there absolutely are things that nightshades can be used for in in like a medicinal sense. A lot of them are more topical than they are like things that you should take internally, but nonetheless, they can be used as a cure. Poisons as medicine is a fascinating topic. It is a fascinating topic to me too. (laughs) Let's go to the Zuni people of New Mexico who have some interesting legends about Datura. 
They say that Jatora was once two children. Oh. Named Anaglakia and his sister Anaglakisitsa. I'm just going to call them Datora boy and Datora girl because those are really hard for me to say. <laughs> and I'm so sorry for mispronouncing them because I'm just going to assume I have. So this is the story. In the olden times, there was a boy and a girl, Datora boy and Datora girl. Okay. <laughs> and they lived in the interior of the earth. But they often came to the outer world and walked about a great deal. And they would closely observe everything they saw and heard. And then they would come back down into the interior of the earth and tell their mother. Well, this constant talking kind of pissed off the divine ones, which were the twin sons of the sun father. So they went and they went to go and meet, the divine ones went to go and meet the Datora siblings. And the divine ones are like, how are you? And the brother and sister answered, we are happy. They told the divine ones how they could make one sleep and see ghosts and how they could make one walk around a little and see who had stolen things. At that point, the divine ones are like, these kids know too much. Okay. <laughs> They're too powerful. We have to banish them for all time from this world because they, they're just too powerful. So the divine ones caused the brother and the sister to disappear into the earth forever. However, when the brother and sister had appeared, they each had flowers on the side of their head. And these flowers sprung up at the spot where the two descended. And the divine ones called the plants after the name of the boy, Anklakin, after the boy's name. And that is kind of the, the history of that. And the Zuni personify, in fact, a lot of the tribes will personify Datura as um, actual people. And so when they are using Datura for ritualistic purposes or to accomplish something, they will often pray and they have this ritual that is directed towards these two and also their ancestors. So what they'll do, for example, they have these priests that are called Ashiwani, and they're rain priests because New Mexico is a very dry region. Rain is often a problem, or the lack thereof is often a problem. And so they would have these ceremonies to try and get rain. And what they would do is they would take a minute quantity of the powdered root and put it on the eyes, ears, mouth, and mouth of the rain priests, and then go at night to ask the birds for rain. When the birds saw them come to them in this way, they would always sing and say, like, oh, we're happy to sing for people, you know, sing for rain for people who have the powder in their eyes, ears, and mouths. Okay. And when they're the priest is preparing to do this, they'll get what's called a plume offering, which is when they take feathers, they're specific birds, and they have to get like a feather from each type of the bird. And they will make four of these plumes, these groups of the, the different types of feathers. And one is for the brother, and one is for the sister, and the other two are for their deceased ancestors. Okay. And then they'll dig a hole with like a, an ancient bean planter and say a prayer and say like, uh, I place my prayer plumes and I take your medicine, aka the datura, that I may talk to the birds of the six regions that the rains may come and fructify earth mother and make her beautiful. Oh, okay. Yep. That's the thing because, you know, the, the datura was an important part of that ceremony. And these rain priests could also use the Datura to put one to sleep to see ghosts. And this was also frequently done for 
the purpose of creating rain. So the rains are supposed to come the following day that the person has taken the medicine, unless the man to whom it was given has a bad heart and I that's not talking about arrhythmia you know that's (laughs) talking about the the kind of person yeah so they also had this ceremony for when a person had been robbed they would administer the detura and put the person into a sleep and then they would loosen outside their door because people get up and they wander and they talk and they ramble a lot on detura and so the priest would listen outside the door to what the person said And they would listen for any name of a person. And it's very common, by the way, people do tend to hallucinate people they know, and they tend to talk to people they know. And so usually they would say a name. Then at that point, there was a ceremony about purging the detura because that was a big deal. And I want to hear your medical opinion of this. So after person kind of starts to come out of it, the rain person makes a fire, heats water, and gives the man about a quart to drink, which induces vomiting. And then this is repeated four times, resulting in quite a bit of vomiting. And that's supposed to have purged the person of the last of the root of the detura. Okay. If this is not done and the water is not drank and the medicine is not thoroughly mm-hmm. expelled, mm-hmm. the flowers of detura would appear all over the person's body because there is this saying like when one touches a detura blossom with moist hands, the impression will be imprinted on the hand and wherever the hand touches the body and the blossoms will appear on the hair if the hand is placed on the head and that's supposed to be a bad thing. And, and so they do actually wash the person's hair with like yucca root as well. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. first of all, is it true that you give someone a quart of hot water and they will vomit excessively? And and is that safe? Is that safe? That's the other question. I do know if you drink Uh hot water, like, you know, water that's been boiled and just barely cooled down, you will vomit. It's definitely not part of the treatment. I I don't know. It's just not used in a medical way. Obviously, I would want to say, depending on how hot the water is, no, it's not safe because it can actually cause scalding burns like on, you know, your lips, the mm-hmm. inside of your throat, <laughs> your your stomach. I'm not sure exactly what temperature the water is supposed to be when the person drinks it. But I was thinking like when you're on the nightshades, your body isn't working in the best state. I was thinking like maybe that's why you vomit so much is because like your digestive tract isn't wanting to work and all of a sudden you're tossing in a bunch of water. Your body doesn't know what to do with it. It just throws Just like from just a very superficial search that I just did right now, Mm. there are research papers on it, like voluntarily inducing vomiting by drinking warm saline water. So I do know that, yeah, if you drink hot water, you will vomit, but I've never heard Mm -hmm. of a medical application for it or how safe it necessarily is. The thing that occurs to me is like, okay, so the person gets the detura root administered in the evening and then they sleep in it like it, it's not until the next day that they go through this process of expelling it out with with the water i i feel like it would be fully absorbed by then i i don't think it would still be in your stomach yeah. 
That would be my thought. I don't know. I know that like now they say when you're treating nightshade poisoning, they usually don't induce vomiting. That's not recommended anymore, especially not syrup of Ipecac, which I I has not really been recommended within my lifetime, I think. But I know that it's an older solution to induce vomiting. What they typically do now is they'll pump the, they do pump the stomach sometimes, Mm -hmm. but activated charcoal, they do every time mm-hmm. and then there's a drug that starts with benzo and i can't remember what it is benzodiazepines you mean yes that's it benzodiazepines yeah. so in in peru they use it they call it huacacachu mm-hmm. there's a drink it's prepared from the fruit and made into a juice which is drunk and caused zivuan to pass out and commune with their ancestors okay that is a bit of a more dangerous application i heard was i believe a navajo elder who had a recording about it and he actually said like we don't actually recommend anyone ingest it anymore in fact we don't even want you to touch it with your hands you know you should wear gloves oh what they do now is they will smoke it or they will smudge it, which is when you bundle a lot of it together and burn the bundle, which a lot of people do with sage to get rid of ghosts. <laughs> okay. That's the other place where people might have heard the word smudge. But but they do that also with the um, detour. Okay, okay. So we're going to go now to California, Mm -hmm. where the Chumash of Santa Barbara are, and they use this extensively. In fact, they're probably one of the groups that uses it the most extensively, and they have like a thorough folklore about it. It's used as a coming-of-age drug. It's never administered prior to puberty. And they have this belief that every person has a supernatural helper, and when you take Datura for the first time, you are meant to find your supernatural helper. Like your vision should show you who that supernatural helper is. It's someone who's like a dream helper, someone from the other world, so to speak. And that will be your chance to meet them and to establish contact. People don't always meet their supernatural helper the first time. Sometimes they need to do it multiple times. Some people never manage to find their supernatural helper. Some people find them the first time and they never take the Torah again. Others will take it again to strengthen their contact or to try and gain supernatural powers or to ask for help with something. To Like, for example, you can communicate with a deceased loved one, see your future life, ask for healing for some sort of injury, get guidance, many, many different things. Like whenever you feel like you need help, you can take Datura to kind of seek that help from the other world. Okay. The Chumash also have a aspect of their mythology that highly supernatural beings will only eat tobacco. And there was one legend they had of a a supernatural boy who only ate tobacco and was very, very evil. The interesting thing is, in order to purge him of the evil and try and help him, they tried to administer Datura to him. But the story is that this one was so evil and so wild and mean that even even the Datura could not help him, and he ended up being someone who would hunt people for the joy of killing. So that's a wild story. It's interesting that they would consider Datura as something that they could use to socialize and st- stabilize someone who was 
antisocial or having issues. Don't you find it really creepy how Datora is personified in the first story in the form of the boy and the girl and then earlier on when you were talking about the redditor who felt like the plant was talking to him and telling him that he was going to see reality for the first time I just thought that was really creepy. Mm -hmm. People tend to feel like they're not alone on Datura. They get visited by people both dead and alive that they know. They feel like they're not alone. Everything seems to be alive and talking to them. <laughs> it's it's wild. It, it really does. Like the illusions that people experience under this drug are in, insanely real to them. I just found the personification interesting. So in order to use Datura, the belief was that you had to be pure. You could not be lacking in self-control and use Datura, which I completely understand why they went there. And so people would prepare for a long time beforehand. You know, there was a rule that you couldn't have sex for a certain amount of time before you took it, or, you know, you weren't supposed to eat indulgent kinds of foods, definitely things that were like fatty. Some people said sweet and salty as well. It's kind of like the idea of acting in moderation and with self-control some people would only eat unsalted acorn gruel okay i didn't even know you could eat acorns you can but i know if you don't prepare them correctly they can be toxic so i think i can't remember if it's like you have to cook them or something but you do have to prepare them properly so i wouldn't just go and eat them off the okay. ground but the idea was also that blood was not okay around Datura. So menstruating women couldn't take Datura, but also people with consumption could not because there was a lot of blood in their chests. You know, you had to be prepared and calm and then you could take it. And if you were prepared, you'd done you like your fasting and your self-control and your no sex and all of that, and you were calm when you took it, it could teach you all things. You could see the world beyond this world. You could see all of the supernatural things that you couldn't see with your normal eyes. If you were not prepared and not calm, mm -hmm. it would just show you exaggerated reflections of your fears and weaknesses, which <laughs> that's a really interesting take on that because you know some people have horrific visions on Datura. And so at that point they can just say like, well, you were scared, you were, you know, not prepared or whatever, you, you'd done something where you were not okay, not prepared for it. And it, the interesting thing is, I have noticed that, like, there were stories where people were okay and chill, and then something happened that stressed them out, and then all of a sudden the hallucinations got dark. So there may be something to that. <laughs> okay. Which I find fascinating. It is. It really is fascinating. Everything you have said <laughs> to this point is fucking fascinating. <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you think people who have taken it recently, if they had followed those, let's call them guidelines, it would have made much of an effect? Do you think so? Here's the thing. I feel like... The internet wisdom about taking Datura is kind of bad. Okay, so when the Chumash, for example, who were really experts with this plant, when they took it, they had what was called a Datura giver. And the Datura giver would calculate the dose according to what sort of soil the plant had grown in, the age of the plant, the size of the roots, the concentration of the finished brood, the time of the year, the size of the person. You know, like, they took everything into, into account. account that you could possibly need to know the people who take it based on like what 
they're saying to each other on internet forums, don't do that. And a lot of times the way that they prepare the datura is not safe. They take too much, they take too little, and then don't feel the effects and end up taking more, and then it's too much, you know. Their preparation of it is often bad. Okay. And that leads to an unsafe trip. The other thing is, like, when someone took datura among the Chumash, they had the five datura givers, because there there were always at least five, and they would be watching them the entire time and they were carefully guarded and taken care of a lot of these people are doing it by themselves or with a friend and by the way that doesn't work okay i'll tell you like there were two friends that i read about and they were like okay we're gonna take it like recently we take it together we'll be okay yeah this is this is a modern story this is not one of the chumash stories the chumash would not have done this and they both took too much, right? Because they their preparation was bad. It goes back to what I was saying. And the one friend was like, so I was sitting on the ground eating imaginary bugs while my friend had seizures and was foaming at the mouth behind me. And I wasn't even aware of oh, it. Oh, God. I know. Terrifying, right? Yeah. And because the delusions are so bad, you, you're so oblivious to what's going on around you. Luckily... Luckily, both of those two survived it, but that is by chance and by the skin of their teeth. And so I would say, like, the way that people on the internet have described taking it is not safe. And so I don't know that being calm is going to fix that, but I think if if you were calm, it's better than if you're not calm. <laughs> and if you have, like, a someone who is carefully trained in preparing this drug, it can be safer than if you have someone who is not. That said, even the Chumash who were experts with this, or who still are, and who take things into account that other people don't, still occasionally would lose people to the drug. There were still deaths. Yeah. And if a person died, the blame fell on the drinker, not the detora giver. They were either unworthy, they had lost their way back because, like, you're you're traveling away from your body, and then you know, like, you maybe you can't find your back way back for some okay. reason, or you were so caught up in what you were seeing because remember, this was an opportunity to see loved ones that you had lost that some people just chose not to come back. Okay, I don't know. I just feel like. This is one of those things where, you know, you know, those old drug PSAs where they're like, I can't remember which one uh-huh. they were talking about, but like this drug, not even once. <laughs> I feel like in this case, yeah, maybe we should take it literally. I mean, it is interesting. Okay. This is very dangerous. It's one. interesting how they view it in the sense that, well, the responsibility is on like even then. You're the person responsible on Mm -hmm. what happens once you take the medication, even though generally it's the person administering any kind of drug taking care of you in any medical way that's responsible because they're more knowledgeable than you. But in this case, the expectation Mm -hmm. is on you as the receiver. Sign a disclaimer. Here's the thing, like... I think the Datura givers among the Chumash were extremely knowledgeable. They were extremely practiced. If you were going to have it administered by anyone in a way that you ingest it, I would say you would want it in- administered by them. And even they could not fully protect people from dying from this plant. You know, people who were specifically trained extensively and know this better than I think anyone 
probably in the world knows how to like administer this. But that's what and scares it's still me, sometimes fatal. It's like if people who have this mm-hmm. much experience and this much training when it comes to this drug and people are still ending up dead, you know, for whatever spiritual reason or what have you, it really convinces me that this is something that should not be fucked with. I agree. That's why I gave that disclaimer right at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to continue to give this disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Because this is not one that you want to mess with. It's just too dangerous. But I'm going to continue to tell you some of the beliefs that they had about it because the relationship that they had with Datura was fascinating. By the way, they had like a very respectful way of harvesting it. They also personified the Datura. They called it Momoi. And it was like a an elderly woman. And when they would go to harvest it, they would say a little prayer and ask permission and be very respectful about it. Even though they used the root, they would try to do it without killing the plant. So they would dig a hole alongside the plant, take out part of the root, and then bury the rest. And so the idea was like, be very respectful for the plant, take only what you need, and don't kill the plant when you do it. Okay. Why? Because to them, it's sacred. It's a a person and they don't want to anger it. (laughs) He tried to stay on the good side of the old woman who is the the Torah plant. Which is fair because like if it's so uncontrollable and unmanageable, I wouldn't want to anger it either. Right. And I mean, not all of the people who worked with the Datura were good. There were some sorcerers that were evil that would use it to poison victims. And they would paint Datura poison on an article of clothing that the person they were trying to curse owned, and that person would die. Okay. So there is this belief that people who wanted to gain supernatural powers could take a lot of Datura, like over a period of time, like take it very frequently. Most people did not. The average person only took it like once, sometime after puberty to find their spirit helper. And then also like in times of need when they really needed the extra help. But these sorcerers would take it more frequently to gain shamanistic powers, to become powerful. And it's said that the people who did that often became antisocial, would live alone, would become mean-spirited. And honestly, like, when you deal with any sort of drug addiction, that often is the case. And so that is not surprising that they would associate those personality changes with the people who took it very frequently. And it's also an incredibly intense drug, too. It's like even, Uh you know, the drugs that you hear about, cocaine, heroin, and meth and whatever, have those kinds of effects where someone ends up isolating and cutting everyone out of their lives, either intentionally or because of the shit that they do to get their hands on that stuff Uh but in this case when you're actually violent going berserk and stabbing people left and right i can imagine why you'd start to isolate if you want to continue to take it yeah the chumash like i said the they saw detora as the powerful old woman mamoy that is also the word that they would use for the actual plant now the the story the lore is that she was a very ancient woman who lived back in the time when animals were still people and that after the flood, which was really the transition between the time of myth and the current time, 
she turned herself into a plant. But they that also means that they have these older stories of when she was still a woman. And when she was a woman, she was a very rich widow who lived apart from people, but often with a family member. And she was very, very wise. Like many other supernatural beings, like we talked about, she only ate tobacco. And there is one version of the creation myth where she made human beings from the hairs from the comb that she removed from her hair. And her sweat turned into coyote. It brought coyote into existence. He was a trickster, but also a wise old man who was very adept at sorcery. And in many myths, he would treat her as his aunt. And he was also the original Torah giver in the old days, which is, I think, just a, a very fun fact. Okay. Now, there is this story that Momoi mm-hmm. would wash her hands, and the water that she washed her hands in was, like, magical and potent, and it could share some of her wisdom with you to a degree if you drank oh. it. Yeah, there's a story, and this is very symbolic, right? You're using the plant to gain the wisdom of this grandmotherly figure. There is a story in which she lives with her grandson, and she washes her hands all the way up to her elbows because her grandson has a need of visions and help. And she gives him the water that she washed her hands and um, arms up to her elbows in, and it puts him to sleep. Okay. But he doesn't have the visions that he's looking for. And so he says to her you know, grandmother, please take a bath and give me the water you bathe in. And she answers, if I took a bath and gave you that water, you'd turn into a devil or die. Oh, in that's other intense. Words, if you abuse the Datura plant, you do become a devil or die. <laughs> that's just a warning about how potent it is, really. There's another context that the Chumash talked about it in, in a mythological context in which there is a long pole connecting the the world of the dead and the living world, and it will go up and down and kind of serve as a bridge between the two worlds. And the story is that the souls of those who had drunk Datura in their lifetime could safely pass across this pole because their spirits were strong. And those who had not drunk Datura, who had no dream helpers, fell into the sea and would become fish, snakes, or turtles. Ooh, so adorable little creatures. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, here's what I'm thinking. I'm looking at the time. I'm kind of thinking that I will do the other nightshades as a part two. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to put Belladonna and Henbane together because they are, so to speak, the old world nightshades. They're more of the old world nightshades, whereas this has been kind of like the, the nightshade of the Americas. Okay. So for now, Crow, where can they find us? Okay. If you enjoyed this episode, then feel free to give us a follow. We're available on Amazon Music, App, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you really enjoyed this episode, then feel free to leave us a review because we would love to hear what you think. We've also got our social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, and we've also got an email if you want to tell us about the weird happenings in your life or what we should talk about next. But until next time, this is Crow and... This is Fern. Signing off. Bye. Bye.